A democratic republic of sports. The Sportsocracy with ESPN Asheville hosts Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green. Welcome into the Sportsocracy. It is a Tuesday morning. Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green with you here in the Wicked Weed studio. Wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. So much to get into today. We got a lot of uncertainty going around. Not only in the uh, professional ranks with who's going to be the next coach here, but also Texas. I, I still think Texas made the surprise move of the weekend. Ohio State beating the fuck out of Clemson was one thing. Uh, but Texas making the decision to fire Tom Herman and hire Steve Sarkeesian as their new head coach, I think that was the surprise of the weekend. You uh, say surprise, I say stupid. So, <laughs> yeah, potato, potato. We got rumors floating around all over the place about who's going to be the next head coach of what team in the NFL. And, uh, you know, uh, for Carolina Panthers fans, uh, Matt Rule has had some choice words about uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So all of that uh, coming on the way here in the Sportsocracy. Like it, share it, follow it at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. All right. So, Jeremy, what do you think? Uh, Texas and Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, it makes absolutely zero sense to me. None? None. None. So here's what I don't understand. You remember that show Celebrity Rehab? Yes. Where Dr. Drew would take celebrities that got caught with, like, meth and shit. Yep. And they would rehab them, and then all of a sudden they'd get, like, some little spin-off deal on the CW. Right. I think that's what Nick Saban's doing with football coaches. <laughs> I think he's become the Dr. Drew of the NFL. Uh-huh. We do remember that this is the same guy that was plastered at a booster luncheon, like, four years ago, right? Yep. This is the same guy! Yep. And you just paid $25 million to get rid of Tom Herman... Who's a better coach, by the way, <laughs> to replace him with Steve Sarkeesian? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, Steve's- and, and, and his claim to fame here is he called really good plays for Alabama. You yep. know who else could do that? My dog <laughs> could do that. <laughs> Mama puts her paw on a plate. Devontae Smith, nine. That'll work. You think you think just anybody could uh, have this Alabama offense scoring 48 points a game? Currently, he's looking at Bill O'Brien and Adam Gase to replace Steve Sarkeesian. So, yeah. I, and I think he's about to prove that. Oh, come on. I mean, those guys are, are smart offensive play, uh, coaches, aren't they? No? He obviously hasn't just watched 32 games in two years of Adam Gase calling offense. <laughs> I, on the other hand, have. Well, there's so much more that goes into being a head coach than just play calling. And if that's the only thing that you, you know, you have to focus on. I mean, Adam Gase was a good offensive coordinator with Denver, wasn't he? Or was that just all Peyton Manning? That was Peyton Manning. It was 100% Peyton Manning. I just can't wait to see Adam Gase on the sideline after whoever the next quarterback in Alabama is. Mm -hmm. Throws an interception and he's just sitting there with his eyes all wet. What has happened? <laughs> I think that googly eye shit's not going to fly along with Nick Saban. Yeah, I think Nick Saban would be like, uh, "What drugs are you doing, yep. and why?" Yeah, but I mean, Nick Saban. Uh, this is you know, everybody talks about the coaching tree of Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, and they all you know, they, it's 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 like one big inbred group. 
It's like they're all living in, in West Virginia. Yeah. I will slap you. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in no mood for your Tom Fulbury this morning. It's the wonderful wilds of West Virginia down in Alabama. I, Jessica Watt, Knights <laughs> and Outlaw. I mean, here's the thing. I, here's what I don't understand. So if you're Texas, mm-hmm. And things, and I understand things were going awry with Tom Herman. Mm-hmm. I, the, the reports have gotten damning in the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. That players, outgoing players, were actively recruiting against Texas. That is a bad sign. I I get that. All right, you want to move on from Tom Herman? You want to spend twenty five million dollars to do it? Mm-hmm. There's a guy that would have made way more sense, and his name is Urban Meyer. If he said no, might should have just let this ride. I was going to say, uh, but that's the report that Urban Meyer, they courted him and he said no. Uh, okay. So you stick with Tom Herman after that, even though you know as that it's been to, a disaster? As opposed to Gary Busey Jr.? Yeah, I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. There's no redemption in your eyes for... When you get blasted as the head coach at USC at a booster luncheon, mm-hmm. I, there's not a lot of coming back from that. It's kind of like getting drunk at a baptism. You just, you know, okay. you just don't come back from that. I mean, good things can happen for you, mm-hmm. but I bet you don't become a godfather again. <laughs> bet you're not asked to hold the child. <laughs> I, I mean... I only did that once. Come on. <laughs> All right, if we're going to be honest, if one of us did that, it ain't you. It would definitely be you. <laughs> that was, that was kind of going to be my next point was... Uh, so, I mean, you've been drunk on this show before. I mean, you've, you've been open about it. I'm still 100% drunk from last night. Should we not, uh, you know, after you, you, you know, we need to send you to rehab. And uh, then... Rehab, that's for quitters. I'm that's out. for quitters. <laughs> My parents taught me to not quit anything. That's horrible. Uh, yes. But I'm also not the head coach at USC. True. Very true. This is also not, but that, but you're also, kind of, I'm also not asking people for money every day. Like, but, I need you to support this program, and I need you to believe that I am the best CEO. Mm-hmm. And I am also about 40 shots of tequila in. I've, I've never done that. But that's, I mean, that's kind of my point, is that, I mean, there is redemption for guys out there, right? I mean, yeah, but Texas is not the job for that. If, this is the wealthiest program in no, college sports. Alabama's offensive coordinator was the job for that. Uh, I'm going to disagree. Really? You Here's the thing. If you get plastered at Microsoft uh-huh. and, and, and do this, your next job is not as the president of IBM. I promise you it's not. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to, you know, a little startup, a little, little, little tech company, a little engine that could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to me, this makes zero sense. But to me, it's the same thing you've already done. This is Charlie Strong, Tom Herman, and now Steve Sarkisian. This is the yep. same hire three times yep. in a row. Yep, you keep retreading the same thing over and over and over again. You you get a guy in there, you give him. That's the two, hot candidate. Right. This is everybody wants this guy. Right. You give him two or three years. It doesn't work out the way you wanted to. They haven't lifted the program to the heights that you believe that Texas football should be at. And you and you move on, and you go for the next flavor of the month. Or, or. You pony up big boy money and get the big boy coach. That's what Texas should be doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, really think about what I'm here to say. Since Mac Brown was fired, mm-hmm. they've had Charlie Strong, who mm-hmm. was a decent defensive coordinator, yeah, has never been a good head coach anywhere. Right. 
Tom Herman, who was at Houston, mm -hmm. and Steve Sarkeesian. This is your lineage of coaches since Mac Brown. But you couldn't wait to get rid of Mac Brown because that had gone stale. You know, mm -hmm. a guy that won a national title and played for another one. Mm -hmm. The problem at Texas is really simple. The expectations are way too high for what you are. Mm -hmm. And the problem is very simple. It's all the money you have. Mm -hmm. Well, they think because they have the most money, they should be a perennial contender. And they are contenders, but they should be a They're perennial. They should be in the Big 12, they are. Name me the they last should... time they were actually nationally relevant. Oh, God, it was with Mac Brown. Mm -hmm. do, do you realize how long he's been gone? Oh, it's been it's a been decade. A it's, it's been, been a, a freaking decade. Mm -hmm. And they haven't even been vaguely relevant since. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they still have the money. They still have the history. And they still believe that they should be relevant. And so they're going after, they're, ch they're chasing the dream. They're chasing the dream of the coach that's going to lift them back to national prominence. Um, since they've been doing the Big 12 championship, they've won two. Mm -hmm. I think it's been 14 years, and they've won two Big 12 championships. Two. Meanwhile, Oklahoma has been running roughshod over the entire Big 12. Which is what they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the thing I don't understand. All right, so Texas has – kids that are coming into college now, they've never known Texas to be all that relevant. Okay. Never. Yeah. Well, their dad might have. Right. Their mom might have. They don't. Mm-hmm. An 18-year-old kid, had the, the Vince Young year, he was four. Mm-hmm. So it, do you care? No. You look at Oklahoma, who's had three Heisman Trophy winners. I'd rather go there. Mm -hmm. Texas A&M, who spends big boy money. Big, big boy money. Mm -hmm. And that's it's all just a combination of what has happened to Texas. And yet you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Uh, I have heard, so the same arguments that have been thrown out about why Notre Dame's not nationally relevant uh, year in and year out Notre Dame is anymore. nationally relevant. Not, eh. They were in the damn playoff. But, but what I'm saying is they're not there every year. Nobody's and there every year except Alabama and Clemson. I get that. And they won't be. I get that. But the For thought everybody. is we should be there every year. And the one thing that people have continually thrown out about Notre Dame is that, oh, well, they don't, they don't get all these five-star recruits because their academic qualifications are too high. Yeah, Texas does I've not have that problem. I have seen people in the last few days try to make that argument no, that Texas, Texas, Texas has the same problem. That Texas is more focused on academics than any of the other uh, football programs around the nation. And so that's why... Texas has fallen behind Alabama and such. That would be like me saying, no. I am fat because I eat too many fruits. <laughs> no. You just eat all the fatty fruits. The, fat, the fatty fruits? Yeah. Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah, Like grapefruits wrapped in bacon. Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> I mean, to me, all right, let, let me ask you a question. Okay. If I told you right now mm -hmm. you had to bet an amount of money that mattered to you, Mm -hmm. On Steve Sarkeesian is fired in five years or Texas is nationally relevant in five years? Which one is it? Oh, fired. There you go. Steve Sarkeesian fired mm -hmm. in three years, actually, not five. That's way too many. You're giving it, you're giving him way too much leash because he's not going to have five years. He's got three. That's yeah, about the that. history. It's three, four. I mean, if they have, and, and here's the thing if they have one real bad year, it's shorter than that. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Tom Herman went to a Sugar Bowl. 
uh, in two Alamo Bowls. Mm -hmm. He was 4-0 and in bowl games. Mm -hmm. That wasn't good enough for you. Nope. You want to know why you can't get Urban Meyer? Because Alamo of what I just said. <laughs> Alamo Bowl's third biggest game in, is the third biggest bowl game in Big 12. It's one of the second-tier bowl games. Mm -hmm. That's not good enough for you, and that's why somebody like Urban Meyer goes, yeah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm good. I don't want to do that. Yeah, because if I don't take these guys to a New Year's Six Bowl, if I'm yeah, I'm if done. I'm not in the Sugar Bowl every year, mm -hmm. I'm fired, mm -hmm. and that's stupid. We got to have we got to have our spot in the Cotton Bowl or the playoff. Yeah, and that's it. And that's dumb. And that's why you mm -hmm. wind up with guys like Steve Sarkeesian. Mm -hmm. And now you are. And I got news for you. Let's say this works. At, let's say this works at Texas. Okay. You know what I can tell you definitively about Steve Sarkeesian? What he'd leave. He'd leave in a heartbeat. Texas. You have almost become a stepping stone job. That's how bad it has gotten in Texas. Mm -hmm. Not because of the on-the-field product. The on-the-field product's been fine. You're a year-in, year-out top 25 team under Tom Herman. Mm -hmm. But you're so impatient and you're so, you're so quick to pull the trigger if you don't have a coach that has you nationally relevant, nobody wants your job. I mean, really think about this. Name anybody else that was a candidate for this job. I'll save you the time to warn you. Mm -hmm. They fired Tom Herman to hire Steve Sarkeesian. Mm -hmm. That's a really bad premise among head coach, among elite head coaching candidates. Why would I, after uh, two weeks after you said I'm safe, you're actively, because they wouldn't have fired Herman had they not known they could have hired Sarkeesian. Right. How do you know that? Because they talked because to him. Because you talked to him. Yeah. Because you talked to his people. His people said, yeah, he would take that job. Mm -hmm. And you fired Tom Herman because of it. Mm-hmm. Texas has become like the loser boyfriend that's in a band, and he's, you know, he's gonna make it one day, and he cheats on every girl he's with, uh -huh. and eventually women go, nope, don't want to do that anymore. I'm good. Yeah. The sad thing about the Texas job is it it is a stepping stone job. The problem is it's, that nobody's it, good enough in Texas to step into a bigger job. Exactly. That's the thing. It's a step down job uh, because you're gonna come in. You're going to be mediocre to good. And then you're going to be coaching in the Conference USA mm -hmm. the next year, you know, two years later. That's just the way that it has been. And that's the way it's, I mean, I mean I'm not going to say that's the way it's path. always going to be because, I mean, as you, as you have said in the last few days, everything's cyclical. Mm -hmm. And at some point, the Texas program will probably come around to national prominence once again. But... Is it going to be a 10-year run like Alabama's had? No, probably not. Is it going to be Steve Sarkeesian that leads them to the promised land? No, probably not. I mean, hell, the next coach that takes them to a national championship game probably isn't even born yet. Oh, I don't agree with that. When you have that much money, eventually you'll figure it out. But mm -hmm. you have to, I mean, you got to steady the ship. you got to find the guy. You, you got to have a guy, mm -hmm. and it's not Steve Sarkeesian, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, but Nick Saban is, uh, you know, he's moving on. Steve Sarkeesian's no longer on his staff, so Adam Gase and Bill O'Brien apparently are the front runners right now for the offensive coordinator job. For I would Alabama. bet it's Bill O'Brien. If I were a, if I were a gambling man, and we all know I would never make one of those illicit wagers, uh, I would bet it's Bill O'Brien. It's quite the little fall from grace. For Bill O'Brien? Yeah. To go from NFL head coach to offensive coordinator in yeah. college? Yeah, well, you went Penn State head coach, and then you went to the NFL, and you had autonomy mm -hmm. over, uh, over a franchise. Fuck that up royally. 
and now you're going to be the OC for Alabama. Here's the thing. Bill O'Brien doesn't need personnel control. He'll have another job in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You mark my words, he'll be a head coach in the NFL. Again, he wasn't a bad coach. He was a bad GM. He was a horrid GM. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now the Texans are going to – and now you're going to find out just how bad he was. Because now you've got six jobs, and I could make the argument, you're the worst of them. Mm-hmm. would be a very difficult argument, but I could make it. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson thinks they're two, and I think he's out of his effing mind. Right. Yeah, it's just like we went through the, uh, you know, the 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 Sean McVay. If you had any ties to Sean McVay, you got a coaching job. Zach Taylor. Yeah, uh, it's no different in college. If you have ties to Nick Saban, you're gonna get a shot somewhere. I mean, how many assistants has he had that have that has moved on to other jobs? Oh, and Lord. guys that Bush weren't Jones, Jim McElwain, right. Lane Kiffin, Jeremy Pruitt. On and mm-hmm. on and on. Derek Dooley. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> being tied to Nick Saban has its perks. Mm-hmm. Problem is that very few of them have actually been good. And I think Steve Sarkeesian falls in the same boat. Mm-hmm. So if it were you making the decision, who would you have gone after at Texas? Is there a guy in this cycle that you would have gone after after Urban Myers reportedly said no? The biggest problem that Texas has is that they have not been able to recruit at the same level that Oklahoma does. Mm -hmm. If I had been the AD at Texas, obviously my first call would have been Urban Meyer. Mm -hmm. I I mean, two would have had to have been Hugh Freeze. I mean, I know he doesn't have a whole lot of Texas ties. He has more than Steve Sarkeesian does. Mm -hmm. But he he is a master recruiter. And before anybody, I understand, Hugh Freeze had his boo-boos too. Uh, his second chance job was the head coach at Liberty, mm-hmm. who he just led to a 10-in-1 season. Yep. I understand they're an independent. I understand they didn't play a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Still, that's a big money for And I'll be honest with you, Hugh Freeze has the – I'm not going to say Liberty has the kind of money Texas does because mm-hmm. they obviously don't. Mm-hmm. They are the Texas of the group of five and the independents. Because they have more money than all of them put together. Okay, I see that. They have that the correlation. They, they have that Jerry Falwell money. That mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hugh Freeze would have been my call. I think that's the one that that I that they could have hired, and I would have been okay. Alex Sanders said it would have been him, or uh, uh, I never can remember the Coastal Carolina. It's Jamie Jamie Chadwell. Chadwell. I always want I always want to call him Jamie Caldwell for some reason. <laughs> Uh, my problem with him would be going from Coastal Carolina to going to Texas is like you know going from driving a Maserati, uh, driving a Mazda to going to a Maserati. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. Just because you can drive one does not mean you can drive the other. Right. Hugh Freeze has been the CEO of a big SEC program that, that made a good amount of money. Yeah. I don't. I mean, to me, Jamie Chadwell would have been a similar move to what they've already Agreed. been doing with Charlie Strong with. Uh, the guy they just fired. What's his name? Tom Thank Herman. You, Tom Herman. It's on the screen. It's a like, oh, big letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. It's it's over there. Yeah, I'm looking right over there. here. There's a, cam- there's a camera right here. Uh, screen over here. Um, I, yeah. Anyway, to me, that would have been the same move. I, I agree. To I me, mean, Steve Sarkeesian is much better big. than Jamie Chadwell. I, and I would agree with that. This had to be somebody big, and I just don't mm-hmm. think you did that. I think you did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think now what you have done the recruits that are there, they have no ties to Steve, to Steve Sarkeesian. Mm-hmm. 
And now, all right, so think about it from the perspective of an 18-year-old kid. You're wanting to, you want to go to Texas. And this is the program you want to go to. And, and you tie yourself to Steve, to Steve Sarkeesian. Do you feel great he's going to be there for your four years? No. You couldn't possibly. Mm -mm. That's, the, that's the biggest problem to me, is right. that you have shown a very quick trigger, and it is going to you know, continue to yield problems in recruiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Texas has just not uh, – I mean, it, it hasn't been a premier program since – well, since the national championship. I mean, it all went downhill after that. After that Vince uh -huh. Young class left, I mean, Mac Brown, as good as he is, much as I love him, and he's doing a hell of a job in North Carolina, uh, recruiting for the Tar Heels and winning the state and having them and, you know, getting the quarterback of the future and you know, a guy who can compete for a Heisman Trophy and could be a top five team at some point next year in college football. Mac Brown is awesome. But let's be honest. I mean, it did get stale at Texas. There are a lot of us who were talking about, yeah, Texas needs to just move on from Mac Brown. Maybe the game has passed him by. Oh, it hasn't. But the it message hasn't. had gotten stale. I'm not saying that they were wrong for firing Mac Brown. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it started a trend here that I don't know how you unwind. <laughs> I agree. Alex says that uh, his first four games, Sarkeesian will probably go 0 and 4, and we'll be talking about how bad of a hire this is. I just hope he doesn't go to the bar. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> He'd be your drinking buddy. Steve Sarkeesian and Johnny Walker. <laughs> it's a hell of a tandem you got running that Texas program. <laughs> Speaking of drinkers, Josh Jacobs got pulled over for a DUI. I heard that. Uh, well, he didn't really get pulled over. He actually, I mean, it pulled over himself. Single car crash at 4.45 in the morning, uh, right after the Ra uh, Raiders had gotten back from their Week 17 game. <sighs> it just seems like Vegas is a bad spot for, for, for guys to be. And who didn't see that coming? I mean, honestly. Are you, are, are you shocked? I, it has nothing to do with where you are. <laughs> really? No. You live in you live in a town like that, that has all the offerings for mm -hmm. guys late at night. You don't think that has an effect? If you want to go have fun, I don't care if you're in Vegas or in Biloxi, Mississippi. You will find a way. It has nothing to do with the fact you're in Vegas. Okay. This is the first dude that's gotten in trouble since in a year in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Don't blame Vegas. Vegas deserves a team. This is a good thing. Don't blame Vegas. <laughs> It's not Vegas's fault. It's just, uh, just a, a, extremely odd. Of course, I mean, after odd. the I mean, guys after get DUIs the hell, all the time. Hell, guys get DUIs in Cleveland, which is the most boring city. Yeah, but you, I mean, normally you wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't expect it to happen. You know, two hours after you got off the bus. Maybe that's just me. Although all hey, of that, what? It can absolutely happen. Well, of course, it can absolutely happen. This has nothing to do with Vegas. It has zero to do with Vegas. Mm -hmm. I, I, if that's your premise, then explain to me why guys continuously get DUIs in every city in the NFL. No, I'm not saying it's strictly Vegas. I'm just saying. It's, it has nothing it's to do with Vegas. You're doing that old man shit that kept teams <laughs> out of Vegas for 40 years. Stop that. You want to make uh, bad decisions, you'll make bad decisions no matter where the hell you mm -hmm. are. 
Mm-hmm. And I got news for you. Darren Waller had the, one of the worst drug problems of anybody in NFL history. Yep. Uh, he's been in Vegas all year. He's been just fine. It's not a Vegas thing. Josh Jacobs suffering minor injuries from the uh, single car crash. And, of course, the NFL will step in at some point and uh, have something to say about, uh, about his post-game festivities. Again, I just think it's, you know, it's one of those things you get off the bus and immediately go, yeah, let's hit the club. Okay. Did the same thing in Atlanta, right. did the same thing in Miami. I'm not I've been to both a billion times. I'm not saying you wouldn't do it in a different city. Not, that's not the argument. Get off the Vegas thing. I, 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 we're not, we're not going to agree on this. Just get off the damn Vegas thing. <laughs> I, this argument. Why are, pisses, getting, why are you getting so defensive? Because this argument pisses me off to no end. Because I heard it for twenty friggin' years. Of if you put a team in Vegas, guys, you're going to get in trouble. Okay, well they've been there a year. This is the first guy that did it. He's a twenty-three-year-old kid. At the end of his season, wanted to go. Leave it up. Mm-hmm. He's been in quarantine for 17 fucking weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't care where the hell he is. <laughs> the fact he's in Vegas was a happy accident. Again, it comes down to you have the money. Why the fuck are you not getting an Uber? I don't, know how, I, many, I don't know how many times we have to see this happen to where guys go, no, I'm good. Look, you have too much riding on the line here. Because how much worse could that have been? And that's exactly the conversation that John Gruden needs to be having with him. Is how much worse could it have been? Single car crashes kill people every day. You want to be the next one? I mean, the what, the Miami Dolphins guy who lost an arm last year. It's just stupid kids making stupid decisions, man. Speaking of stupid decisions, Urban Meyer allegedly said he wants $12 million from the Ian Jacksonville Rappaport Jaguars. Says that's not true. Ian Rappaport says that report is He will is be false. paid nicely, but it is not mm-hmm. $12 million. I don't, this is another one I don't get. I don't get it from either side, to be really honest. Mm-hmm. What about Jacksonville? All right, so you, you have just had the best stroke of luck in, in team history mm-hmm. that my stupid franchise wound up winning two of the worst games in NFL history. And so now you get your franchise quarterback. You have nothing around him. And so you're going to bring in a coach with zero experience. This is probably the best job in this cycle. If it's not, it's two. (coughs) And you're going to go with Urban Meyer. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. And I can't wrap my head around having a guy with no experience and thinking that college experience will translate to the NFL. Again, we've seen this time and time again, and it has never worked. I mean, Pete Carroll. Mm, that's. I mean, he won. One. Right, he won national championships, won a Super Bowl, Pete has Carroll contended had, for a few Super Bowls. Pete Carroll had also been a head coach in the NFL Very before true. he was in college. Very true. And I'll be honest with you, he was a reasonably damn good coach. I mean, he was the Jets coach for a year. Mm-hmm. Never really understood why we fired him. To be totally level with you. But I mean, if you really look at. I think about all the coaches that have jumped from college to the pros. How many of them have actually been good? Mm-hmm. I mean, name them. Pete Carroll. That's one. <laughs> There's two more. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And Jimmy Johnson. Okay. That's it. There are no more. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more Chip Kelly's, Nick Saban, Steve Spurrier, Bobby Petrino, Mike Riley, Lou Holtz. 
There's no better job than the dead job. I'm so glad to be here. That's a, it's, a bitch. it's the only job I wanted in the NFL. He gave us a fucking oh, fight song. If you don't believe me, go to YouTube mm -hmm. and look it up. I, I, Urban Meyer, look, he was a great college coach. He was a hell of a recruiter as well. I just don't see how that meshes up with controlling an NFL franchise. Mm -hmm. Like the, like people are trying to use this, oh, he's a hell of a recruiter. Okay, you know, you had to recruit guys in the NFL. And you're recruiting to Jacksonville. Not quite like recruiting to Ohio State and Florida. A little different. Yeah. This is very true. I just think this is another, this is just another Jacksonville decision that's going to end up being, you know, keeping them as the laughing stock. In the NFL. Uh, Shad Khan's mustache is enough to keep them being laughing stock. Oh, his, his mustache is the fantastic. Stop that. There's no such thing as a good mustache. That's not true at all. Uh, Sam Elliott. That's it. Yeah. And not Shad Khan. No, Shad Khan looks like a, he, he looks like a villain in a C-level straight-to-DVD movie. Mm-hmm. He looks like he should be trying to kill James Bond. Yep. And the fact that he wants personnel control in, in Jacksonville is <laughs> why. You just stick to pro wrestling. You seem to be doing that reasonably well. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, it's Shad Khan. He's been the, what, he's been the uh, the owner of that team for how long? Uh, nine uh, years. Yeah. I was about to say, it's been about a decade. Yeah. For nine years, he's been the uh, Robbie Wright had one. Tom Selleck's right. Uh, my dad is also acceptable, too. Not that any of you know who he is, but uh, my father is oh, also an acceptable answer. Oh, Ricky. He's, I've he's never, got, seen, I've never seen him without one. Really? I, nope. I am 34 years old. Kurt Russell in Tombstone, also acceptable. There are more acceptable answers to this than I thought there were. <laughs> there are a lot of great mustaches out there. Uh, I mean, well, Raleigh Fingers. Raleigh Fingers was the greatest of all time. Any if you're putting palmate in it and spinning it, you're doing it wrong. No, you're wrong. Unless you're the villain in a Bond movie, you're not you allowed to do You that. should actually be doing that, by the and, way. Uh, no, yeah. I shouldn't. We need, we need to get you a little handlebar mustache thing. Not going to happen. Matter of fact, this is getting uh, brought down real soon. The beard? You're going bald? No. Oh, okay. I can't go bald. I look like a 12-year-old child <laughs> you do. with a glandular problem. I saw somebody posted a picture of you from years ago on their Facebook the other day and I went, wow. Well, okay. here's the That's thing. That's a different person. Well, here's the thing. Let's be real honest. Uh, first 30 years of my life with no beard, no hot wife. Last three years, beard, hot, hot wife. wife. Coincidence? I think not. Stick with what works. Yep. <laughs> Let's get confirmation on that. <laughs> Let's go to the uh, comment feed. Um, yeah, it's coming. Uh, yeah, my wife's in the comments. So, yeah. uh, all the guys in Super Troopers. Uh, agreed. Facts. How the hell did we get? How do we get all mustaches from Urban Mike? Because we're talking about the greatest mustache in the Shot. game right now, Shad Khan. Awful. It's an awful. Sorry. It's not awful. It's it's fantastic. It is awful. It is a mustache which baby mustaches want to be when they grow up. It is, her, good lord, it's awful. I'm sitting here looking at pictures of it now. Like, that is, that is awful. Look, 
I admire uh, facial hair because I can't grow it. Like this, this little thing, that's all I can do. That's all I can muster. I mean, otherwise I just look like, you know, I don't know, a teenage fat girl with PCOS. The, the, fat, the fat girl from just... Heavy Lights? Is that what you tend to look like? <laughs> that will never go away. Nope. That will definitely go away. I will never, never let away. that go away. No, no. I mean, you can't. You can't see that movie and not go, oh, yeah, that's him. It looks exactly the same, only 200 pounds heavier. Uh, 200's being a little generous. Tell me okay. I'm... No, I was... I was I was I was pretty pretty portly back then. <laughs> Secret time. I mean, hell, I weighed a hundred pounds at eight. So, mm -hmm. Secret time. I've never actually seen the movie. We've done this show together. We've done a show together for four years. I've never seen that movie. I think it just broke my brain. I, like, I've never seen of it. all the movies that I've given you shit about. The one that you're in. Yeah, just never yeah, seen that, it. I mean, in theory, I probably should have seen the movie that my partner was in. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, if if anything. But is anybody surprised that I haven't? Oh wait. Oh wait. Did you get confused? Yeah. No, I was just reading the comments here. I'm doing that thing you're doing. I'm not going to pay attention to you. I'm going to read the comments. Uh, yeah, see, I'm allowed to do that, but you're out. the one that drives the show. Three. So, <laughs> when you do that, we're just sitting here on camera well, looking at... And then? I'm just trying to figure out this Robbie Wright comment. Three years and Trevor is a bust. And, and there are people that believe that. You know why they believe that? Because he didn't win a Heisman Trophy? No. That Tiesman has nothing to do with it. You know why I think that could be a possibility? Mr. Shotgun! <laughs> Cause God, that is awful. Is it is it because Trevor can't grow a mustache? My like God, that is I did crazy. I did notice that during the national championship game. Like as they were doing the close up shots of Trevor Lawrence's, you know, very confused face, like what is going on? I've never seen this before. You could you could tell. I mean, he had a little bit of the Adam Morrison thing going. Like, don't stop. Don't do that. Don't try that. Now, I will say, I just saw Robbie's comment myself. The health thing is one of my big hesitations uh, with Urban Meyer. Mm -hmm. Urban Meyer has, like, legitimate, there are things wrong with him. Yes. Like, he has a neurological disorder that mm -hmm. can, I mean, could kill him in theory. Yes. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't understand this. I, I look at Jacksonville and go, you have to get this right. Now, who is getting it right? I don't know. Because every candidate in the cycle has a flaw. Mm -hmm. There's not a candidate without a flaw. Mm -hmm. So, I just feel better about one that, you know, been in the NFL. <laughs> right. Yeah, sorry, I just realized I was sitting on something. I was like, oh, why do I feel off balance? My chair's been moving the whole damn time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, handing over your organization to a guy with no NFL experience, despite the fact that he was such a great college coach and has won national championships at multiple schools, and was a hell of a recruiter. We get it. He can run a program. Um, but, you know, and in the NFL level, he doesn't have to worry about NCAA rules. Which is well, a good I mean, thing for Urban and, Meyer. And, and I would understand that part of why he would go. What I don't understand is why is Jacksonville, th this is the, the probably the, the, the ultimate time in your franchise history, and you're going to mm -hmm. tie this to a guy that's never coached a second in the NFL. Yep. I don't understand that. Nope. 
But, I mean, it is the most Jacksonville-y thing to do. And, by the way, now, after yesterday, I did a, a homework on the on the coaching candidates. Uh, Arthur Smith's the one-on-one. And every team in the NFL asked, that, that has an opening asked to talk to him. Mm-hmm. That should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. So you're off the Mike Kafka bandwagon. I'm, I'm still on Mike Kafka. I still love Eric Bieniemy. Okay. Uh, any of those three. Joe, you know, I'm not asking much. I'm giving you options. And the next head coach of the New York Jets will end up being... Jim Caldwell. Yep. <laughs> Please no. Yep. Please Jim Caldwell or Marvin Lewis. Please Actually, God, no. I want it to be Marvin Lewis so bad because you are so dead set on him getting a job. I'm not dead set on he's getting... A... You, you think everybody else is. No, that's what I'm being told is that he's mm-hmm. going to get a job. I don't think it's going to be one with a 22-year-old quarterback. Mm-hmm. I still firmly believe he's the next head coach in Atlanta if it's not Raheem Morris. Mm, no, that screams Detroit to me. Yeah. Good. Detroit Lions. I don't know how Marvin Detroit Lewis doesn't hire Robert Salah. Needs to be there. I mean, when when, when your <laughs> when your government is sending letters to the owner going, you should hire this guy. Mm-hmm. Strikes me as that could very likely happen. Absolutely. Uh, as you have mentioned, as we mentioned yesterday on the ESPN Asheville show, Robert Salah is the most qualified guy to get a job. Um, and I would be more willing to turn over my franchise to him than I would be Urban Meyer. Pretty much anyone in this cycle I would be willing to give control over to other than Urban Meyer. Because here's the other I don't thing. Wanna, I mean, I don't want to give control to anybody. I, I, I'm done with that. I think we have all seen the the all-knowing, mm-hmm. all-powerful Oz does not mm-hmm. work in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. Well, I mean, you know, this is this is just when you get trapped in you know just awfulness, like Jacksonville has been. Yeah, I mean, you're you're willing to try anything, and so Shad Khan is looking at this, going, "I gave up control for nine years, and it got me absolutely nowhere." So that's why he wants to now have a have a have a role in the decisions that are made with the football team, which I don't know what he's going to base that on. But uh, he's going to pet a cat in his lap, <laughs> and he's going to laugh maniacally. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I. Th- that's in my head. That's how I. Right. Thinking. Right. But he is the se- he is tied for the second fastest owner to reach a hundred losses. I love this stat. He uh, is tied with New Orleans Saints owner John Meekum Jr. as the second fastest owner to reach a hundred losses. In one hundred and forty-one games, uh, he reached that mark, and that's just one more than former Tampa Bay owner Hugh Culverhouse. That was who I was thinking. Yep. Oh, well, he's got the record. Nobody's going to touch that. But, yeah, why would you not, I mean, try something different? Well, I mean, here's the thing. And, you know, the way I'm going to say this may not be exactly the most politically correct way to say this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jacksonville has fat kid syndrome. Yep. Jacksonville is the fat kid that just lost a bunch of weight, and all of a sudden they're kind of hot. And they're still dating the loser. Don't do that. You're still acting like that. Now you're, you know, now things are going your way. Now people want to be with you. You you have to act that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, go get go interview the Eric B. Enemies. I'll be honest with you. One of the hardest parts of this cycle to me is all right, let's say B. Enemy gets offered the Chargers job and the Jacksonville job. Which ones he take? Uh Chargers. I'm not so sure of that. Why? 
because he want because because of the control that he would be given with Jacksonville. That's part of it. Okay, and because there are a lot of guys that you're set with, you're stuck with. Uh, and and I'm not. Uh, this is going to sound odd. Okay, you're stuck with Joey Bosa and things like that. Be, if they don't fit what you want to do, that's a problem. Yeah, that's true. You but, don't have I mean, that in Jacksonville. At this point, in Jacksonville, you have Josh Allen and uh, what else? And then yeah. some linebackers. Joe Schubert, who yeah. played way too much. And Miles Jack. I mean, you've got. But you're not stuck with him. You've got talent there. I mean, and I understand that Joey Bosa is a positive. That's not what I'm. Uh, right. What I'm trying to say is that Jacksonville is a more. Jacksonville is a more moldable job. You have more ability to do whatever you want to in Jacksonville. And you get a potentially the best quarterback to come into the draft in 20 years. Yes. But an offensive coach needs to be the answer there. I would agree with that. Yeah. They don't, I, I mean, you I don't think it has to be the enemy or it has to be you right. know, one of those guys. Right. Uh, and with me, I would, I would easily take the Chargers job over the Jacksonville job. I wouldn't easily take it. Uh, tying myself to Trevor Lawrence could be, you know, I mean, it would be hard for me to say no to living in L.A. Mm-hmm. But I can see Pat Fry did it. I don't know. I Robbie Wright like said the Texans is the best job, and I'm I'm going to need you. To, I, I need you to show your work on that one. Uh-huh. You're a billion dollars over the salary cap. You haven't had a first round pick in two years, and you're tied to paying a bunch of dudes a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said this on the ESPN show yesterday. JJ Watts played his last game in uh, Houston. Yes, no doubt. Yes. Uh, he also asked me, where does Lewis Riddick wind up? I've heard Detroit. I've heard he's going to get the Detroit job. And That's some of the moves they've made make it make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And they will give him full autonomy. Lewis Riddick is a smart damn guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? And, and Robbie said, Deshaun Watson, I understand that. You're paying him a billion dollars, and you have nothing around him. I mean, name the number one receiver on that team. Uh, he's gone. Can't pay him. He's at thirteen million dollars. It's literally a clean sw- It's a clean break if you cut him. Really? Yeah. They owe him zero dollars because wow. they traded for it. Yeah. Will Fuller's a free agent. Yep. And he's going to get a boatload of money from somebody, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling it's going to be the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have no weapons. You have no weapons, and you have no draft capital, and you have no money. This is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have this funny feeling that Josh McDaniels is going to take this job and Nick Cesario is going to wind up down there as the GM and they're going to get down there and go, cool, we get to hang out together. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Now, Jackson's going to be like living in a 22-year-old dude's studio apartment. Right. Cool, we have lawn chairs in the front or in the living room right. and, and a TV. Right, and you compare that to Jacksonville, a team that has you know the number one pick in the draft. They have uh, two picks in the first round. They get two picks in the second round. Uh, all of those are going to be 47 and above, I believe is what I saw. Um, and you got like $80 million in cap space to work with next year. Y- you got a lot, if you really think about it. Now, they need a lot as well, but that team's way closer to being relevant, more relevant than Houston is right now. Agreed. And that's saying something. Jacksonville, if they hire the right coach, they can be, and they go in the image of the coach, Mm -hmm. they can do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I said this yesterday. There's three bad jobs. There's three good jobs. 
the Jets job, the Jaguars job, and the, the Chargers job are all good. Mm-hmm. The Lions job, Falcons job, and 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 uh, Houston are all sewer water. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you, you're going to see that in who they hire. Houston is the one because you've got you do have a quarterback there. Detroit and Atlanta is hell. Yeah. That's why I'm so convinced Marvin Lewis gets a job because I'm damn convinced he gets one of those two. Mm-hmm. Because I think they're going to talk to all these young guys like Arthur Smith. I, I, Theoretically, every team in the league that has an opening asks to talk to Arthur Smith. Yep. Why would he even acknowledge Detroit? You're in cap hell. Well, you yeah. got like $12 million, and you have not one receiver left on the team. Mm-hmm. Your running back situation is weird because you got uh, on Johnson and DeAndre Swift. You're overpaying several guys on the defense that's not good. Mm-hmm. Your 2020 first-round draft pick was god-awful at times. And I'm not trying to hammer Detroit. I'm really not. You know, the right guy, Lewis, you put Lewis Riddick in there, give him, you know, a Joe Douglas-type deal where we're going to give you time. We're not going to be sweating you in two years. Mm -hmm. You have to rebuild this. Why would somebody like Arthur Smith want to take that job? This is your first shot at coaching a team. And you could coach the Jaguars, Jets, or Chargers. Why why would you do that? (laughs) I won't be shocked if he flat out tells them no. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to interview with you. Mm -hmm. And Atlanta is probably the worst. Atlanta is probably the worst NFL open job I've seen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. The uh, moral preening and the virtue signaling has continued in the wake of the Philadelphia Eagles' uh, very public, very nationally televised tanking job that they did on Sunday Night Football, and uh, and now we've heard from the head coach of the New York Giants, Joe Judge, who feels like he was screwed and his players were screwed out of a playoff spot. Please stop. Again, I said this yesterday, and they did you a favor. You realize the Philadelphia Eagles did you a favor by letting Washington win that game because you ended up with a, you know, right outside the top 10 draft pick rather than wind up with a 19th pick and get your ass kicked on a Saturday night football by Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And now Joe, Joe Judge, Judge says, Oh, we'll never do this. We'll never do this as long as I'm the head coach of the New York Giants. Here's the thing. I have never seen more moral high ground from a team that was 6-10 and 10 in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, for the love of God, you want... Uh, the Eagles didn't play to win the game. Uh, it's because they're... The four and ten. Mm-hmm. Of course, they didn't play to win the game. You know who else didn't? The Bengals, Falcons, Jets, and Jaguars. They didn't play to win the game either. Just because they were playing somebody that had a division title on the line, they don't care about you. Right. They're doing what's best for them, they which dis- is the reason James Robinson didn't play on Sunday or the Sunday before that. You don't like tanking? Cool. Go watch baseball. Mm-hmm. Because their draft is stupid and doesn't make any sense. They disrespected the game is what, uh, what's being said about the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, well, Joe Judge said it, quote, to disrespect the effort that everyone put forward to make this season a success for the National Football League, to dis- disrespect the game by going out there and not competing for 60 minutes and doing everything you can to help those players win, we will never do that as long as I'm the head coach of the New York Giants. You know what I want to say oh. to that pretentious schmuck? You know what's disrespectful of the league? The fact that you were 1-7 and seven and had the chance to make the playoffs because your division blows. <laughs> right. God, how are we still talking about this two days later? Yeah. Like, hey, Joe Judge, your team sucked. Mm-hmm. Sucked out loud. And guess what? So did Philadelphia. So did Dallas. 
And Washington, eh, they weren't much better. They were just the best of the bad. And cool, you get to go play Tom Brady and get the piss beat out of you. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. First, first place is a new set of knives. Second place, you're fired. Woo. <laughs> Coffee's for closers. Now shut the... <laughs> I, 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 I honestly... so sick of this. I, I, because it's stupid. Oh, what, what did Philadelphia not play to win? Because uh, the same reason that the other eight teams around them in draft order play to not win. Mm -hmm. But you don't care about that. You don't care that, that uh, Jacksonville lost to Indianapolis... And you know why? Because you just oh, knew God. they were going to lose that game. If Guess this, what? They had a shot to win it. If this, and they didn't, and they willfully didn't. If this had happened to the Dallas Cowboys, they'd be laughing. Every Giants fan right now would be laughing yeah. their ass off, going, ha, 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 the Eagles screwed you. And the fact that it happened to them, that's what they're really pissed off about. Because here we had, oh, we had so much hope that with five wins going into the last, last week of the season, we got a chance to make the playoffs. Why would you want to do that? It doesn't make any sense yeah, you want, whatsoever. You, you want to know how this game could have, you could have put it in your own hands? Oh, I don't know. Don't lose to the Cowboys and the Eagles. Don't be one in friggin' seven. Oh, we won, we won five of our last eight games. Uh, cool. That and a dollar will get you a Coke. You know what it doesn't get from me? Any sympathy. Right. None. You know who I have sympathy for? Slight. Not much, because sympathy's not really my thing. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, who were ten and six and watching a seven and nine team that won your god awful suckitude division playing a playoff game mm -hmm. while they're sitting at home, yeah, them I feel sorry for. You can go yourself. I censored myself. I didn't need a beep. Okay, so you have Talk said you, you have said we shouldn't do the division thing anymore. That's we should just that. do the best teams. You said that. You might want to repeat that because I was literally talking to myself and I'm louder than you. <laughs> I said, you have said that you don't want to do the division thing anymore. Correct. Do you want to do the conference thing anymore? I think you have to do the conference I thing. I agree. I think you have to do the conference thing. I agree. And I mean, all right, let's let's yeah. be I mean, let's be really level. We're rewarding a team for winning four four games in a division that's maybe the worst division I've ever seen. Yes. They had four of the worst ten teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And because you're the best of that, you get a playoff spot. That's mm -hmm. stupid. That's stupid. And from everything I've heard, I'm not alone in this. Mm -hmm. There are apparently a lot of people in very influential positions in the NFL that feel the same way. Because the third time it's happened in 10 years. Mm -hmm. See, this didn't used to happen. And this I can't believe nobody's talked about this. Divisions used to be five teams. Yep. It was borderline impossible to do this because you play every twice. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's eight games in your division. If the other four teams in your division are hot garbage, then cool, not gonna happen. And I like the leave the structure the same. Schedule, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Play these teams two times, that's fine. But you don't get rewarded for beating them. You don't. It, it's stupid. Mm. I don't know. I feel like it's. I mean, <sighs> give me the why. Explain I can't. I can't give you the why. I, I mean, why. I realize that we've. This is just the way that it's always been done. Mm -hmm. And this is like when baseball. you're in the your division, we, the reason you that you can't that use division. anything to steal signs is because in my day we didn't. <laughs> we had to draw pictures. We didn't have cameras. Right. Uh, it, yeah. Grow up and learn new shit. Uh, mm -hmm. We're we're on a new shit now. Right. 
You know, sorry that I'm the you know the the modern big boy that doesn't look at things and go, well, that's just how we've always done it. Well, mm -hmm. the way you've always done it's stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to drive horses to work. Oh, uh, we don't do that anymore. You know why? Because somebody figured out cars. Same reason that you don't write letters anymore. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense now, does it? I can send you an email that you get in nine seconds, or I can send you a letter you might get by Tuesday of next week. Okay, which one makes more sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I'm at with divisions. Right. Yeah, I, the reason we did divisions was to limit travel. Because you know what? Travel was hard. Now travel's not hard. Mm -hmm. I could leave this studio, be at the Asheville Airport in an hour, be in Las Vegas in an hour. Time change. It's, it wouldn't physically be an hour. I would actually be in the air for four, but then I would land, and I, it would be an hour after I Look, I would be more on your side in this debate, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I'm just I'm, saying I'm, you're making you a mountain wrong. out of a molehill. No, um, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. You have a 10-6 team one game that difference. earned a spot in the playoffs that's out. And but they, you've got a 7-9 worthless, god-awful team true. that made the playoffs. But you they, have and to I'll be honest with you, if it had been but, any other team other than Washington, because they have Alex Smith and Ron Rivera, and it's all oh, this warm, fuzzy, feel-good story, uh, you would feel exactly the same way I did. Mm -hmm. If that shitty-ass Philadelphia team that you've been bitching about for the last two days had somehow found a way into the playoffs, you would be as upset about this as I am. Mm -hmm. Or if the Giants had backdoor bettied their way into the playoffs at 6-10, and 10, you'd be doing the same thing I am. Mm -hmm. They're going to get slaughtered, and nobody mm -hmm. wants to watch that. Mm -hmm. But we, we like Ron Rivera and we like Alex Smith, so we, we, we get a pass. Well, I, I mean, I said the same thing when the Seattle Seahawks did it in, what, 2010. Mm -hmm. I said the same thing when the Panthers did it in 2014. And they both did end up winning playoff yeah, games. You know when you'll be on my side? <laughs> when you go to Washington and lose. <laughs> I really see. Here's my thing. You keep talking about Miami. You got a ten and six team on the outside looking in. It would have been the same way anyway. God, unless I, we're getting rid of conferences. God, I want this to happen. I, I'm okay with getting rid of conferences. I'm okay, if it's this drastic. I'm okay with. All right, well, the hell, let's throw Miami in the NFC. Mm -hmm. Screw it. They're if if Washington and Miami played right now, Washington would be a ten point dog, and you know it just as well as I do. Yes, agreed. And that's with Miami not having a quarterback. Agreed. So yeah, I mean, I I don't reward mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Sorry, be better. But in the end, I mean, if you still want to keep the conference thing going, you got to have the AFC versus the NFC. Mm -hmm. Then we're talking about a difference of a game mm -hmm. between. The team that won the division. And the team that got left out of the playoffs. And the team that got it. left out. I get it. I want the full solution. If we're going to start overhauling the playoffs, mm -hmm. and we only have one team getting a bye, and we're going to change all this shit, then change the shit that actually matters. I And you know what? The more I've thought about it, the more, you know what? I'm okay. Just give the bye to the one division winner. I'm uh, okay. I'm fine with that. That gives us more football. This is two whole days of football where I can sit in my underwear on my couch with my dog and a beer in my hand and enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. I'm good. You know, as, li as little as is as, as enjoyable in this world right now, I'm fine with it. I have changed my mind. But you're not going to change my mind that Washington should not be in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They're not one of the 14 best teams in the NFL. And nobody would tell you they are. The biggest Washington football team fan in the world would not tell you we're better than the Dolphins. Right. They're not. I mean, if, if you're going to let seven and nine teams, I, I like what Mike Matthews just said. If you're going to let seven and nine teams in the playoffs, why play? Uh, then who cares? You know I mean? Miami's clearly better, and they're out. Mm -hmm. They're in a different conference. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Luke Haynes said the Dolphins would have been eight and eight in the NFC North, and it made my brain hurt. 
they'd had four wins in that damn conference or in that damn division because mm-hmm. the Lions and Vikings would have both gotten slaughtered by them twice, mm-hmm. and they would have beaten the Bears once. He's a Packers fan, so I'm going to give him that. Yes, you would have beaten you would have beaten them twice. Mm-hmm. Don't act like your like your division's that much better than the <laughs> AFC East because I got news for you, it ain't. Uh, I am totally down with taking away the. I don't think you should. I don't think you should get rid of the division champion. It's the way it's always been done, and this is it's happened three times. Shocker! In 10 years. Baseball guy. We've always done it that way. Yeah. Where are my pills? Yeah. I gotta poop. Um, I do think rewarding them with a home playoff game is stupid, and I've thought that forever. There's no fans. It doesn't matter this year. And no, it doesn't matter this year. But the you uh, know when his but moving forward, it does. It does matter. And, and this is going to make me ride on two platforms, and I'm I'm I don't think I've ever wanted anything more because he told me yesterday on this show because Ohio State beat Clemson they're better than Clemson and they deserve to be there well when the Washington football team beat your little Tom Terrific I'm going to remind you you said that Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about this division thing again and I think you might see it a little more clearly on my side I won't I'll be honest with you hell to the football team fight for old DC All right, it is the Sportsocracy. Like, share, and follow the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. We didn't get to Matt Rule and Teddy Bridgewater, but we will this afternoon on ESPN Asheville. 3 o'clock, the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You can hear us every weekday uh, live or on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Take us with you everywhere you go. We are live once again from the Wicked Weed studio. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Drink different. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. We'll see you this afternoon.